Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women's Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation, so sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. delighted to welcome Choma to the program today. She is a sewing and style blogger based in Nigeria. Choma and I talked about her sewing background, current projects, future projects, and her overall philosophy of sewing. Let's tune in to hear what Choma has to say. Hello, Lisa. Choma. Yes. Choma, thank you so much. Oh, this sounds good. Does it sound good on your end? Yes, yes, it does. Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's 9 p.m. there, so you've probably had a long day. Yes, I did, but it's no problem. My first podcast, I couldn't say no. I'm very excited. I am very excited. Thank you so much for agreeing to speak with us today. Um, My pleasure. I'm so glad. So, Choma, I was so excited that you agreed to speak with us because I really admire your work. I like what you're doing. I love how you you have the YouTube videos, you do IGTV videos, you do live videos, you cover sewing techniques, and so you do so much, and it fits in so splendidly with what we believe in here at Black Women's Stitch. Um, and I wanted to talk to you just about a few things about how you started sewing, um, how your sewing 2019 challenge is going. I saw part of your video from your plans for 2019 and just a, a few things like that. So can we begin by talking about how you started sewing? Yes, yes, we can. Um, first of all, my I remember being little and my mom used to sew. She had a, an Elna sewing machine. And even, I mean, then it wasn't, it didn't strike me as something I'd want to do. But as I grew up and, you know, my mother is fashionable, I, I think, my grandmother is fashionable. I had that sense in me that I wanted to, you know, be fashionable the way they were. But the problem was in Nigeria at the time, there weren't that many I mean, there were tailors, but they weren't that many and they weren't that skilled. So I'd see um, styles in fashion magazines and go to the tailor and say, make this for me. And they didn't have the skill then to make it. So it just dawned on me that I'll have to start making clothes myself. And uh, actually, that, that didn't even start till very, very later on because there wasn't, you know how life happens and there wasn't time to learn until uh, I moved back um, to Enugu State, which is where I am now, to get a job. And I had free time with me. So I, you know, like, you remember, I'm like, I remember I really want to learn how to sew this, you know, what can I do to fill my free time? So I decided to take that on. And uh, it's been uh, a wonderful experience. I haven't regretted it at all. And hopefully it's forward from here. Yes, I I think so. I think you have such Thank a powerful you. story. 
um, that your mother sewed yeah. and your grandmother sewed and that you, they were very fashionable and you wanted yeah. to be fashionable too. Um, and yet the tailors, the local folks yeah. who were good at sewing, um, some things weren't able to yeah. copy or emulate the stuff that you saw yeah. in the yeah. fashion magazines that you wanted. So you said, rather than not have it, yeah. you said, I will make it myself. Yes, yes. Um, because I tried several tailors, you know, but they weren't, I mean, what tailors would do then is better now. What they would do then is they'll just, if they can't make what you want, they'll still take your fabric and your money and make whatever they feel is right for you. So <laughs> it was, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it was like, you'd be thinking you're picking up one type of style and get there and they were like, oh no, this is better. You know, they're trying to sell it to you. This is better. A young girl like you should be wearing this. Oh, it was. Oh my goodness. It was a complete nightmare. It, it was a complete nightmare. Oh my goodness. That's funny that they took the fabric. So it's not like you could even get the fabric back and make what you wanted. You. No, no, no. You had to, you had to take what they, what they made for you. And uh, yeah, I think, and I think that that's where real sewists are born, you know, because any other, like so many of my other friends or people at the time would just take it. But, you know, like if you have that sewing, well, I say spirit or creative energy in you, you just, I, I just thought to myself, you know, I would do this. It can't be that hard. I mean, I, now I know it's not that easy, which is another reason why if you see my sewing, I like to um, copy a lot of what I see online and show people the process of how to make it. Yes. But I just thought, no, I just thought, no, I'll do it myself. I'll do it. I'll figure out a way and I'll do it myself. And yeah, I did, I guess. <laughs> I think you very much did. I'm looking back now at your videos from Me Made May. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your yeah. approach to Me Made May? I remember you saying that it was your first time doing it and um, that it was a particular challenge yeah. that you wanted to conquer. And I think you did. I think you made some really yeah. amazing things. Tell me about how yeah. Me Made May worked out for you this year Thank as a first timer. Um, Okay, first of all, my I think my pledge was to wear at least uh, uh, two me-made garments in a week. And I chose that because it was my first time. I didn't, like, if you see in my, in my video where I put my review on me-made me, you know, like, in your head, you think you're making so much, but in reality, you're not at all. <laughs> you're not. So I, I wanted to at least... Uh, participate in the challenge so that I know where my sewing is at, you know, because the, the goal for me is to have at least uh 90% me made wardrobe. So I, I really wanted to figure out, you know, like, can I wear two items like in a week? Can I wear a complete set of outfits, a top and a skirt or a top and a pair of trousers? So that was really it for me with me made me I, I really wanted to know where my sewing was at where my sewing could go you know and also like in past years scrolling through your instagram feed in may was like the highlight of the year for me because you'd see sewers from all over the world making wonderful things you know not just even uh apparel apparel sewing but even like you know quilting and home decor and it was just 
it was yes. really a joy for yes. me in May. Like when I discovered me made me, I was like, what? People like this exist? I mean, this Soe community, what which I think like I have only like five hundred plus subscribers and I'm like there are more, there are thousands more out there. Well, you know, I was so happy and I wanted to be part of that. Yes. And you, well, not only were you part of it, I think that you did a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. Not just from someone, not just for someone doing it for the first time, but someone doing yeah. it at all. And so you were saying that your goal was to wear two me made pieces per week yeah um what did you end up with at the end of the at the end of the session um, was that is what did you meet your goal yes i did but i, I found out that i was wearing i was wearing more than two me made items a week i i, I was there are some weeks where i'll change in the daytime i'll go to work with the me made item then come back then go out with my friends and wear something else so i liked that but I think for next year, but my aim for next year is to wear complete outfits because I found that was I would wear a, a me made top and a ready to wear bottom, or a me made bottom and a ready to wear top, which which isn't bad. But like like I said, the purpose of me made me was to show me where my sewing could go, and I think it did, you know, I think it did. I I I really agree. Um, I was thinking about you have I'm looking at this flat lay right now <laughs> of a dress that you did. Um, I think it's day 12 and mm -hmm. it's this beautiful red dress with this yellow, um, these yellow gores in like yellow gores in the skirt. Mm -hmm. And there's a lovely picture of you standing with these beautiful black shoes. And it's just so cute. Mm -hmm. And I see that you were inspired. I think this is a picture of Carrie Washington wearing a similar dress. Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. It was so cute, and I love I love the fabric. I even love the flat lay that yeah. you used to put the shoes right yeah. next to it. Tell me a bit more about that dress because that seems like a fulfillment of one of your oh, wow. goals was to take it to a tailor and say, this is what I've seen in a magazine and this is what I want to wear. And the tailor saying, no, I'm going to make you what I think you should have. And you say instead, no, no, I'm going to make what I really want. So it looks like you really did that. Yes. Okay. At this time, this is actually, believe it or not, this is actually my first dress that I made that I wore out. You're kidding. And this was like, I, I'm I'm not like I see because it still fits still today and I don't I don't I don't know if that means I'm still the same weight I was then I doubt that very much, but yeah um the guy that taught me how to sew he's late now his name is Joe uh, rest his soul um oh rest his soul. yeah so I I showed him the Kerry Washington uh, uh uh picture and I was like uh I have to make this dress. And he's like, huh, you have not even started, you know, in Nigeria, you have not even started sewing the little ones. You want to go into this advanced thing. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's for my <laughs> friend's wedding. I have to go there and represent my sewing. I'm talking today with Choma, a sewing and style blogger and video maker in Nigeria. We'll talk more with Choma and learn about how well she represented her sewing after the break. Thank you. 
Stitch Please, the Black Women's Stitch podcast, talks a lot about sewing. But if you'd like to see some of what we're discussing, we invite you to follow us on the socials. On Facebook, you can find us at Stitch Please. And on Instagram, you can find us at Black Women's Stitch. On Instagram, you'll find a lot of great pictures and compelling social commentary. In addition, you can participate in a weekly live Instagram chat at 3 p.m. on Thursdays at Eastern Standard Time. So follow us on the socials, Facebook at Stitch Please and Instagram at Black Women's Stitch and get your stitch together. I'm happy to be joined today by Choma, a sewing and style blogger based in Nigeria. Let's learn more about how well she represented her sewing with this special event outfit. We'll also learn more about the relationship she sees between sewing and pattern drafting. Here we go. So he's like, okay, I'll, do you know how to cut this? I was like, I think I have an idea. He said, okay, keep cutting. If you run into any problems, tell me. You know, so I went to the market. Uh, I bought uh, this was Ankara fabric. The red one is Ankara fabric that my, you know, like in Nigeria, if you're doing a wedding and uh, like everybody, like yes. your friends want to wear the same thing. So we buy like the same fabric and everything. So she uh, sold this fabric to us for her ashrebi. That's what we call it. Okay. Then. Yeah, so I got the, this is actually, the gold part is is satin that I got. And uh, I got some brown, there's bias binding all through, and that's brown, actually. Yes. So, yeah, I just, um, I cut into the fabric. It took me so much time because as a newbie sewist and my sewing machine at the time wasn't the best, I kept on taking out stitches, putting back stitches. <laughs> Taking out stitches, putting back stitches. I dropped it for like a week. I came back, but I conquered. And um, when I was done, I just thought, this dress isn't wow enough. I need to put some uh, sparkles. So those things that are sparkling on the dress are actually, those. Uh, I think they're called iron-on glitter or something like that, that you just iron. Yes, yes, you iron them onto the dress. Oh. And I was being so, yeah, I was being so fancy. I just thought, oh, I can see that. Oh, um, from the shoulder, it would be like a star bursting effect. <laughs> so, so there's a lot on the shoulder, and it it disperses as it goes down. Yes, yes. Then in the middle of the of the squares there, I thought I'd put just the big big iron on ones there, and yeah. Voila, the dress. <laughs> I mean, I cannot believe that this is the first dress you wore out. I'm, I'm, I'm very serious. Yeah. And you just saw a picture and you just made the dress. You know what's so funny about this, uh, Choma, is that my grandmother, who is also, she is now late, she passed away at oh. the age of 100, 104. After a long, wonderful life, yes. And yes, she had a very good, a long, wonderful life. But my mother and still remembers how when she was younger, okay. she would look at pictures in the newspaper. 
of dresses. And then she would just make a pattern and make the dress just by looking at it. I, I don't have that skill. But she has it. She had it. And you have it. That's very, a lot of people do, that they don't need to buy okay. patterns at the store. And that was something I wanted to ask about. Um, I don't know very much at all about the Nigeria okay. um, sewing scene, um, except what I've learned from you and a few other Nigerian sewists and seamstresses and designers that I'm following on Instagram. So tell me, like for me, I go to the fabric store, I pick up a pattern okay. because I use patterns or I'll buy a pattern online. How do you, how, what is your process? You said you went to the market, you get the fabric and that the fabric for the wedding, I have, I do know about this tradition where sometimes at a wedding, a bride will send out for family members. This is what we're wearing. This fabric, make sure you all wear that. But tell me about like, if you're making something just for yourself for work or something, how do you, how do you shop for fabric? Is it, is there, it seems like there's so much fabric there because I see so many beautiful fashions. So what is the Nigerian um, fashion sewing scene like in terms of just acquiring materials? Um, Do you use a lot of patterns normally or are you just someone who can create out of her mind? No, the thing is, uh, you know, like I when I was in England, I discovered or even when I came online, I discovered that for most people, at least for as far as I know, outside of Nigeria, sewing and pattern drafting are two different things. But for us, but for us in Nigeria, it's the same thing. Because if you go to someone to teach you how to sew, yes. they teach you how to pattern draft. And for them, for us over here, the sewing is just putting it on the machine and sewing. For us, the real thing about sewing is pattern drafting. You know? So there isn't that distinction. And secondly, we don't get a lot of, before the advent of PDF patterns, we don't get a lot of uh, patterns over here. So you're, you're truly left with your imagination, you know, and if you have a good tailor that teaches you how to pattern draft, that is at least very much back then, that's all you had. That's all you had. But now with the advent of maybe PDF patterns and people can travel out and, mm-hmm. uh, maybe buy patterns for themselves. I think it's, um, people do that, but it's not, it's not the norm. You know, if it, like I know, if I want to make a, a dress, I I look at the style online or wherever I see it. I decide what kind of fabrics would be better for it. Then I go to the market. We don't really have like a Joanne in Nigeria, a Joanne stores in Nigeria. We are, you go, you see patterns, you see okay. fabrics all nicely put. Mostly it's just the market. You go to the market, you have a, a guy who, who you know, has a good uh, variety of fabric in his shop. You go there, you pick whatever fabric you can get because, like I said, it's not like a Joanne where they'll have a, a uh, how will I put it? Maybe like a cotton section, and you see different colors of the same type of cotton. No, he might just have one or two, three colors. And yeah, if if you're dead set on buying cotton fabric, that's that's the much you're going to buy. You know, it's not it, there. It's not there. Isn't that much variety? I, I wouldn't say like there isn't that consistency of saying, and you're not sure if you go back there tomorrow, you see that same fabric because. If it's a very nice fabric, so many people will have come there and bought up everything. 
Right, right. What I really like about what you're describing is that it's such an organic way to sew. And it is very different from how we learn in the States. I think I can't speak for everyone, but for myself, yeah. I I was learn. It was like it was like your teacher who was um trying to get you to start small. Yeah. Like you wanted to make a dress, so you made a dress. Oh, when I wanted when I started sewing, I wanted to make a dress too, but I started with a tote bag and then a pillowcase and all of these very simple things. And I, I think a lot of folks in the U.S., a lot of new sewers get kind of frustrated with the traditional method that says. You have to start, you know, you have to learn to read a pattern yeah. and you get so dependent on patterns that we don't learn to draft yes, definitely. in the way that you're describing. And I think the way that you're describing is so much better because you get to learn to make things to fit your body instead of yeah. learning how to take a standard pattern that was not designed to fit your body and then trying to change it and then getting frustrated and then maybe feeling badly that your body is not the size yeah. of a popsicle stick, um, and yeah. which is what the pattern might be designed for. And so your method is such an organic and holistic method of how to sew that they go hand in hand. Yes, you're right. In that, in that respect, I do consider myself lucky because, um, well, I say luckier is a better word because I feel that you know, I can, it's just like you said, it's better if you can draft than when you see a pattern, a sewing pattern. I think it would be easier to just uh, adjust the pattern to fit yourself, even though or it's, I think it will even make you understand the sewing pattern better. I think. I, no, I think that's true because you understand what a sleeve is supposed to look like. You know what it means to fit over your body. You know how the bodice is going to fit on your center back, those kind of things are skills that that are that are considered very advanced skills, at least in my experience um, here in the U.S. Yeah, and and like the way it is now, I like I know the length of sleeves I like, and I think you 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 accept those things about yourself faster. Like I mean, I'm not even like you know your style faster when you pattern draft, you know, because you know, yeah, you know, like, I like three-quarter sleeves more than I like short sleeves. I know where yes. if I'm making, if I'm making something that is empire waist, I know where the sleeves should, should hit me to make the dress look balanced, no matter what the pattern is. Do you understand? Yes. So it, yes, yes, because... You can sew something, yes. you know, high-waisted empire waist and you wear a top and it's not, yes, yes. it's not balanced. You don't really look proportionate in what you're wearing. But if you pattern draft, especially for yourself or even sewing for yourself, but I think pattern drafting makes you get there faster. You, you, yeah, you realize that this silhouette fits me better. You know, this yes. volume of skirt fits me better. You know, and you like, yeah, I I think that's another thing sewing has given me, you know, like I'm more aware of my style, where I'll go, how far I'll go with a plunging neckline, how far I won't go, you know, those those, those little details. And, and sewing makes you accept that about yourself so much faster, I think. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's a beautiful way to put it. 
let me ask you, um, as we wrap up, what is next for you? What is your next big sewing plan that you have for as we move in toward the end of 2020, the 2019? Um, I, I think I've already started on it. If you, if you look through my feed, you see where I was talking about making pants, not just uh, palazzo pants, but, but fitted pants. I really want to, it's something I really want to see if I can conquer by the yes. end of the year. I've started making one, but I've had fitting issues and, once those things come up, I, I like give the pattern some space <laughs> for a couple of days <laughs> before I get back to it. Then uh, my brother is also getting married at the end of the year. So that kind of puts a hold on things for me because I have to make, I'm making what I'm wearing for his wedding. I make what I wear for all my brother's weddings so far. So yeah, that that is really it for for me for the end, for as far as this year is. Hopefully, I start making nice fitted pants. That's it, yeah. That's a great goal. I can't oh, wait thanks. to see both your um, how your fitted pants come out and your beautiful wedding ensemble for your brother's wedding. That sound, both of these sound like fantastic pieces um, that I'm really eager to see. Tell, tell um, our listeners where they can find you on the social so they can find you on YouTube and Instagram. Let us get, drop us your tags and your links so we can um, find you. And I'll also put everything in the show notes, but I wanted them to just listen right now to find out where they can find you. Okay, so my I have a blog and it's uh, www.chinaija.com. That's C-H-I-9-J-A.com. And on Instagram is the same thing, Chinaija. Uh, Twitter is the same thing, Chinaija. I have a Facebook group if people are more interested in Facebook is also called Chi Ninja. So I'm I'm easy to find, I think. And I hope they like my content as much as you do. And uh yeah, let's all have fun with this. Even my YouTube, my YouTube is also Chi Ninja, which is where I have uh tutorials, sewing tutorials and stuff like that. So yeah. Come, everybody, let's all be one big family. <laughs> Thank you so much, Choma, for taking the time to speak with us from Nigeria tonight. Um, I know it's, again, it's a, it's a five-hour difference between me and Virginia um, and you in Nigeria. So that's a long way, but I thank you so much for taking the time. This has been delightful. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Like I said, it's my first podcast that I'm really I'm really stoked like I can't wait to go listen later on <laughs> me too me too I am really excited thank you so much thank you so much Bobby. thank you to everybody listening I hope you enjoyed the show <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed listening to the show as much as Choma and I enjoyed having that conversation Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Stitch Please, the Black Women's Stitch podcast. Let's continue the conversation. Come find us on the socials. We're at Black Women's Stitch on Instagram, where we have a very active page. And you can also find us on Stitch Please on Facebook. 
We also would love to hear from you. So feel free to email us at blackwomenstitch at gmail.com. There are three big ways you can support this project, and one of them you're doing already. By listening to the podcast, you're really helping us. So thank you for doing that. In addition, if you rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast with other folks, that helps the podcast to grow, and it also gives the algorithm that manage podcasts information that will also help our podcast thrive. The third way to help the podcast is for those of you all who happen to have a little extra change burning a hole in your pocket. And if you don't have any plans to use it to buy your 20th or in my case, 378th big four pattern, that's how many I have in my top pattern drawer, about 378 patterns. You could take that money that you would spend at the pattern sale and give it to us. We are accepting donations at our Patreon site where you can donate as little as $2 a month, or you could buy us a coffee at ko.fi and small donations are greatly accepted and appreciated. So thank you for considering that. If you would like a transcript of this episode, you can find that at our website at stitchpleasepodcast.com. And we also ask that you check the show notes where we have lots of additional information and supplemental information for what we discussed in the podcast. You can find affiliate links there for the products that we like. You can find web links to the black women that we've been talking about here on the show to elevate and center their work. And you can also find the info we mentioned about donations as well as our email link. All of that is available at stitchpleasepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you next time. Come back and we'll help you get your stitch together.